Hey there, what's going on? It is Jules Dan here, and I have a very special favor for you. Now, if you love stories as much as I do, and you're someone who would love to implement inside of your business, but you just don't know how to get started, you don't know how to write a story, don't know how to even, you know, how to open up with a, a story that hooks people, I highly recommend you come join my Facebook group, and I have a killer training at the start, and that is all about finding your why and how it is so deeply ingrained with telling stories and it creates a, such a clear lens for every other piece of content you're going to produce out there. Anyways, here is my intro for my guest today. G'day, how's it going? This is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets. So glad to have you here today with my debut guest since the launch, and I've got a really good one for you. Her name is Chris Ward, and she is also a podcaster. Now, Chris has recently just hit the top 10 for entrepreneurship for her podcast, Now Your Business, and she also runs a digital marketing agency called Shadow Blast. But I want to introduce you to one of Chris's super special secret skills hope you like that alliteration, and it is all about time management. Now, she wrote a book called Win the Hour, Win the Day, and it shows you exactly how to eliminate 80% of your to-do list and 100% of your guilt. Now, the story behind how she wrote the book is truly inspirational, and she initially struggled with telling her personal story, her origin story, and we're going to talk about how she overcame that fear because I know that's a lot of a fear that a lot of people have is telling their own story. And we're also going to cover a really important element of storytelling, which is using metaphors and analogies to bridge the knowledge gap. It's going to be an absolute killer conversation today with my guest, Chris. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Storytelling Secrets here. And I'm here with Chris Ward here. Chris, how's it going? It's going awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming onto the show today. Now, I know that you're a bit of a storyteller yourself, but I would first like to tell, uh, for you to tell my audience a little bit about your backstory of how you became a bit of a storyteller. Well, I don't know if my backstory tells how I became a storyteller. I think stories are a really great way to simplify a message. So I've always used them and people frequently tell me that I'm good at metaphors, metaphors or stories. And I think it just creates a picture in someone's mind when you're trying to explain something articulate. I mean, even if you think about, let's say a doctor and he's going to do a very serious operation on somebody in your family, he'll say something like, well, think of it like a sponge and this is a straw. And now you're like, oh, okay, I got it. Right. So I think stories just really ground any message you're trying to deliver. That would be the first thing I'd say. And then if you want to hear my story, um, well, most recently I wrote a book called when, (laughs) thank you. I have a marketing agency. I was in business for about four years and I ran myself ragged. And one day I just got up and I thought, this is nuts. I can't go this hard anymore. And I also, I talk about this in the book, but I nearly electrocuted myself because I was rushing. So I jumped up and I said, I have to do something different. So I started to examine productivity feverishly. And I thought, you know what? There's so much out there. It's all heavy, but I needed something like different and easy and simple fix that could give me results like right away. So I started to make some big changes in my life and I worked on that and did all these wonderful things. And luckily I did because, but a few years after that, Uh, My husband was diagnosed with colon cancer. I was pulled away from the business and I was away for at least two years. 
And when I returned after his passing, after his death, uh, my clients were shocked. They had no idea of my absence. They had no idea what was going on in my life. And so they started to ask me, hey, can you help us? And so then I started working with them about productivity. And that led me to my book, Win the Hour, Win the Day. So that's my backstory about how that book came to be. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you take it from there. What other stories you want from me? Well, <laughs> I, I would hope that inside of that story, that book, that you've got some stories to paint the picture a little bit. You've got some analogies and metaphors going on there. So let's do a bit of a, a masterclass for my audience on how we can use metaphors and analogies in our stories to bridge some knowledge gaps. I think with everything, you need to simplify it so that it's relatable and that people can really see the vision, the story you're trying to create, you know, in their mind. So it really, you know, just depends. Like, so example, I was talking to a client before I hopped in this call and she, you know, was really stressed about her level of work and all the things that are going on. And I said, you know, let's just take it back a moment. I said, think of like a pile of laundry. You walk in and you go, oh, there's this big pile and oh my gosh, I got so much laundry to do. But if you take a step back and you sort it and you look, oh, I've got two small loads, one dark, one white, we're good. So I said, you're looking at everything in one pile and it's really overwhelming. So suddenly she took a breath, she felt better and you know it really gave her some perspective. So I think it's just it doesn't have to be a complicated story. It just has to be something that somebody else can envision or relate to. Yes, totally. And I'm going to imagine that you're not an expert or you weren't an expert at creating analogies and metaphors whole life. So was what sort of like learning process did you go through in order to do this? Was it someone who you heard that did this really well that really quite resonated with you? I'd love to hear that. Well, you know what is interesting? I do think it's something that people have always complimented me on that I was able to bring clarity through story. And I really have to say though, until I spoke to you, I didn't think of it as a gift or a skill. It was just something I used to make a message more clear. But I will tell you that in one area, I struggled a lot. And that's the area of telling my story. Like when I came out with this book, I must've been told by so many people, Chris, you have to tell your story, your story. And like, I know when I watch, say, the Olympics or something, and I turn on a sport, and I'm like, I don't even know what this sport is. I've never seen it in my life. What the heck's going on here? I don't even care. And then they would give you some backstory of somebody, and you're like, oh, I hope he wins. His father's there, and look at his grandpa. And all of a sudden, you're all invested because they gave you a story. Mm. And not even sometimes there's telling a story, but then there's sometimes sharing a story. And for me... I really struggled. I did not want to talk about my husband or what happened. And it wasn't because it was painful or upsetting, but because I felt like I wasn't looking for people's sympathy and I didn't want it to define me. And I certainly didn't want it to define him. And yeah. people kept saying to me, my mentor is Chris, you go out there with another time management book. It means nothing until you have to tell them what happened. That's the story. And people will then remember you and they'll relate to you. And and so sometimes it's telling a story or crafting a story is one thing, but understanding the value of sharing it. That was something that was unbelievably difficult for me. And I just, it was something I really had to come to terms with. And it's not something I've been good. That part I've always struggled with sharing my own stuff. Mm -hmm. That's been a struggle for me. Yeah. It sounds like that experience was really the defining moment for how you wrote the book, it seems. And all those experiences you you thought were not 
relevant or they weren't powerful enough, yeah. but really everyone was telling you, no, you don't understand. Like that is your superpower. That is your gift. And that is what attracts that will, that is what will attract everyone to your book. So that's really good that you did that. Now I want to change gears a little bit now. Talk about the sure. book. So yeah. all about productivity. Now I'm going to say that there's going to be a lot of stories in people's heads that have about productivity. Could you maybe go through some of those faulty beliefs broken mindset stories that some people might have? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if this is a story. Let me tell you, it's something that comes up a lot. What I learned and what people I work with, I think it happens a lot is you think, oh, okay, I'm new at business or I've been in business a couple of years. So once I get past this next thing, once I get past the holidays, once I get my website up, once this happens, once we get caught up and suddenly you go, whoa, how many times have I said once? So the point is if you're waiting to get caught up, I tell people like that's never going to happen. And the idea of business mm -hmm. is to get more business. So if you think you're busy now, you're just going to get busier. So I, I want to paint the picture of you think your story is unique yep. and that, you know, oh, it's, I'm a different, and, and here every business owner says, oh, my business is different. You don't understand. It's like, it's not different. <laughs> that one so yeah, like we, the, the rules, if you have to sell something and make money off of it, then that's a business and yours is not different. Mm -hmm. So I think the stories we tell ourselves sometimes are a little bit of fibs or we're naive in our storytelling and stuff. So I, I do think knowing when a story has some legs is helpful and when it's more of an excuse than a story is another, is another important point. Uh, yes, very true. And do you go over, say, maybe how someone might be able to identify where these story, like excuses that people are getting trapped in before? So like, they tried a productivity journey, uh, a book or a, a technique before, and then they failed. And they tried again, and they failed, and they thought, okay, it's not the book, it's probably me. So uh, maybe have you got some way to identify something like that? Well, I actually think the opposite. I think there's a lot of really complicated, heavy systems out there. And by the time you put a new system into your very maxed out schedule, mm -hmm. you know, you would have got the work done that you were already neglecting. So one of the things about our book and people keep telling me all the time is it's refreshing. It's simple. You can read it. You can start implementing things today. Right. So here, since you're in this story thing, let me give you, here's an example in the book. Let's hear it. I talked to people about working backwards in life. We do this, but we don't do this in business. So if you, let's say had to go to the dentist Thursday morning, 11 AM, you might say the dentist is an hour away, then I have breakfast, then I do this, then I do that. And you might realize that you have to get up at 8 a.m. to be to 11 appointment, 11 a.m. appointment with the dentist. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how much the dentist charges you, how much it hurts, you're going to be there on time and you work backwards to figure out what time you have to get up and out the door. In business, too often you jump up, you're so excited, you got a new project, a new customer, and you dive all in and you're like, this is going to be, oh my gosh, I can't wait. And you don't work backwards. You don't say, when is this due? And what do I have to do every day previous to that to get it out? Like when I wrote my book, I did the math and said, if it's going to come out in June, how many pages per day do I have to do? So then I realized I had to do five pages per day because I worked backwards to where I was, how much time I had. And that really kept me in alignment because some days I felt like I didn't have it in me 
to write five pages, but then I realize I won't have it in me to write 10 tomorrow if I don't do those five today. And because I worked backwards, that's what made the difference. So I often give people that example about the dentist. We all have envisioned getting to an appointment on time. We do the math to make sure we get there, but we don't do it for projects in our business. So that's a story I tell. Okay, cool. I really like that. Working backwards, beginning with the end in mind. I love that habit. Yeah. So you can definitely apply that, it seems, in productivity. And also, it seems like you can also use that in stories where you could say, when you, what sort of desire, what sort of emotion do you want to create out of this? What sort of transformation do you want to get out of this out of someone? And then thinking back from the story instead of where do I start the story? How do I, what, who, who do I talk to about this? So I really like that. Uh, Chris, so I would like to highlight your book just a little bit more before we wrap up. What would be some sure. quick actionable tips that someone can do right now so they can make the most out of their day? Okay, so I would tell you the number one mistake that most people make is they start their day with their email. And so I will shorten this since we're wrapping up and tell you there's all kinds of things I can tell you about how the brain operates and decision Mm -hmm. fatigue and tension residue. And you really, it's like having a whole bunch of apps open on your phone that you decrease the battery really quickly in the morning when you start with things that take you in all sorts of different directions like your email. What you should do first thing in the morning when you're the freshest is you should do anything that requires the most attention or focus. The first hour, the real heavy stuff, because all that stuff like emails or things you do repeatedly, Mm -hmm. you can do later on less fuel. So if you want to be productive, do that. Don't, you know, anything you have to learn that's new or a new technique or software, do that the first hour. It's under your belt. You feel good. You're still fresh. And then you can deal with the other work as it comes. So start with the creative or the work that requires the most focus first thing in the morning. So write the stories first in the morning is what you say. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Awesome. Anything else to add? Maybe we can link it back to a story little segment there. If you've got another little nugget, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. You know, I think what you're saying is stories, you know, I think we often undervalue our own stories, or at least I do. Like I can give you, you know, metaphors or examples about the dentists and stuff. But I know also lately what we've been working with is teaching people how to build teams. Anybody that's successful on any level has a team. And too often people think, Chris, I can't afford it. It's too mm-hmm. much work. I have to manage it. Uh, kids these days or, you know, people don't care as much as they do about my business. And so then I had to go back and I said, okay, I know that's not true. Here's some things that worked for me or didn't work. And I had to say, one of the big things people talk to me about is, well, trust. How do you trust somebody, you know, with your business? They got access to your computer stuff. And so I gave an example. I know I hear it all the time. I I gave an example of something that happened to me. And I had forgotten about this because I don't live in a negative place. I always just move forward, move forward. Mm -hmm. So it's not in my style to go back and pick up a negative story, but I was telling a bunch of entrepreneurs, I said, listen, talk about trust. I said, I was in business about four years. I hired somebody to be my assistant. She was the second person I hired. I really didn't use a good formula for hiring. She was a single mom. She kind of got into my bleeding heart. She was going through a difficult relationship. I thought, okay, you know what? I could do a good thing. I need somebody in the office part-time. I could work with her. You know, I'll feel good. She's a single mom. I'll help out. I had all these wonderful things. Now, 
you know, even I had won a, a tablet at a, a function and I already had an iPad and I thought, oh, I put all these positive books on the tablet and I gave it to her as a gift, said, you know what, because it was close to Christmas, here you go. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, be nice. I like to do nice things for my team, but she really wasn't with me long enough, but I still gave her a nice little gift. And mm-hmm. I thought, hey, this is a good thing. I'm being a good person. Well, one of my clients had come by and paid me in cash because uh, he had a tree business and people paid him in cash. And I stuck it in the drawer and I was going to put it in the bank the next morning. And to this day, I have a hard time believing this, but she didn't return. And the next morning, the money was gone. <laughs> so, Jeez. you know, so people talk to me about trust and I say, well, I had somebody in my office that all indicators point. She stole $900 off me two weeks before Christmas and I had been very nice to her. and so. It was about the hiring process, where I went wrong, and how trust isn't about, you know, just because they're online doesn't mean you get more trusted than you actually can put better safety parameters in place if they're online. So I had to pull that story out, and it's something I hadn't thought about in a really long time, mm-hmm. but I pulled it out to make it an impactful point. And so sometimes I think what you do is get people to really rethink their stories because sometimes you have these in your toolbox, but you sort of haven't used that tool in a while, yes, right? exactly. Chris, thank you so much. I, I, it's been really good because we've been on to link productivity, stories, story tell yourself, the way you can use it inside of your business. It's been, a, it's been an absolutely great combo. So can I get you to please to just, you know, give a little bit of a spiel about yourself, where people can find you best on the web. Please go for it. Thank you. All right. Well, I also have my own podcast, as you know, it's called Now Your Business, What You Can Do Now, How to Get to Your Next Win Now. So I'd love you to take that a listen when you're not over here enjoying yourself. And uh, then you can also check us out, winthearwintheday.com, or reach out to me on Facebook or LinkedIn or any of the other socials. But uh, yeah, just check us out. Tell me your story and let me know you heard me here. I would love to know that. Tell the story, guys. Chris, thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets today. Oh, thanks for having me. Hey, it's Jules here, and I just have one more thing before I head off with you today, and that is I'm currently sitting on 50 reviews and uh, a good 700 downloads so far, and I couldn't have done this without you. Now, the great thing about a review is that you can give me a high five for saying well done, but you can, you can also help contribute to the show. I'm going to let you be the co-producer, so any review you come in and set in, ask me what sort of topic you like to cover, and I would love to get that guest onto the show and help you out. But anyways, it's going to be a nice holiday season for everyone coming up. So enjoy your time away with your family and everything else coming up to that season. Thanks guys.